Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Superman podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 81 In Brightest Day and Superman's Pal. Hi, Alan Maggie's pals. I'm hey. Al. I'm Maggie. And you're our pals. Yeah. Just like Superman's pal in the episode of the same name. Mm-hmm. Just like Superman's there. pal, Brightest Day. Yeah, that's that's him. Mm-hmm. That's the guy. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Come on, Brightest, Brightest Day. Day. We have to go. Okay, Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever you say. We're pals, right? Uh, sure. I guess. I mean, nobody uses the word pal. It's 1999, for God's sake. My pal. Mm-hmm. Jeepers. Mm-hmm. I'm actually disappointed Jimmy doesn't say Jeepers more. Yeah. That's, this Jimmy I, is lacking in basic Jimminess. I, I don't know. There's a lot of quintessential, like, qu- mm. I was trying to portmanteau quintessential and Olsen, and it just wasn't coming together. Solution. Yeah. Mm. Mm, almost doesn't, there. Almost. We'll take this one back to the lab. Yeah, we'll workshop it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, do we have a comedy lab? I don't think I've ever been in there. We used to. We got rid of it when we moved out of the submarine. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think the submarine exploded, actually. Well, One I mean, f- we did still move out of it. Just we yeah. moved out of it very quickly. <laughs> One of those times we died. Uh-huh. Um, no, the, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this. Like, I watched a bit of the 50s Superman, the black and white oh. show. Um, when I was a kid, it was in mm-hmm. reruns. And it wasn't good, but also, I don't think there was a Superman cartoon at the time. There wasn't a lot of superhero stuff on at all. Oh, it was yeah. a weird period where there just wasn't. Yeah, no, you, I, I, I've definitely been there where you will take what you can get because it has superheroes in it. Yeah, and, I mean, well, it has a superhero mm-hmm. in it fighting pretty much just gangsters. There were almost yeah. never supervillains of any kind. Yeah, like I used to watch the old Flash TV show because what yeah, else was I going to watch? That one had some stuff going for it. Not a whole lot of stuff. Well, all right. I mean, they did put in, because um, I know Mark Hamill showed up as, as like, one of the villains. Yeah, so in they... one episode. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they had his villains. Mm-hmm. No, he, they had his villain. Oh, that's it? They didn't I, do more of them? As far as I can remember, and I could be wrong about this, but as far as I can remember, it was just Mark Hamill. He showed up one time, and other than mm. that, the Flash fought gangsters. Ah, well, I mean, better than the Incredible Hulk who fought whoever happened to be in that town that week. I believe he fought a disco, if I'm remembering the one episode we watched. Uh, well, a disco run by Gul Dukat. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was that was the secondary villain. The primary villain, and that was drug addiction, if you recall. Yes. Or alcoholism, I don't remember, but some, some kind of substance abuse. Hulk hate puny substance abuse. Mm-hmm. And they played a disco version of the Hulk theme, and he didn't dance to it, and I'm still <laughs> mad about that. Yep. I mean, it could have been an outtake. It didn't have to be in the actual episode. Hulk could have boogied. He should have done that John Travolta pointing down and then pointing up thing. He should have been wearing a John Travolta suit, too. like A tattered one that doesn't fit him. Yes, but can you imagine? It would have been perfect. Yeah, like a white jacket that's that's ripped because his muscles ripped through it, but mm-hmm. it's still on him. Yeah. yeah. I, what you could have done is had Banner, the mm-hmm. scientist, in a lab coat. Yep. And then, like, have part of it rip so it looks more like a, a disco suit, but mm-hmm. it's still a white coat. So, yeah. you, you know, you even have an in-story reason to do that. Boy, we're way off topic. You're listening to Hulk talk. Mm-hmm. You're listening to rambling whatever occurs to us talk. Uh-huh. 
just like when we were on the submarine. Yeah. Um, but my point was I watched that 50s Superman show and th- that version of Jimmy, who I think was like 40 years old, oh, playing yeah. 16, just like poor Lois, who was definitely older than she should have been. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm all for older people playing like main characters, love interests, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. I'm, I don't want to be ageist about it. I'm just saying she was supposed to be young, vital Lois Lane that like Superman was into mm-hmm. and uh, she seemed more like his mom. We got to get the story Superman. And it was because it was the same woman who played her on the radio. Sure. And they, only it was the fifties instead of the thirties. So she had gotten on a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that version of Jimmy really stuck in my head. And he, he said jeepers, like, jeepers, Mr. Kent. And he had a very distinctive voice. And like, Oh geez. This guy's not like that. And no, you know, also he hasn't turned into a giant turtle man yet. So, well, that never happened on the fifties show, which, was just the same stock shot of Superman flying and then people shooting bullets at him and then bouncing off every mm-hmm. single week. Mm-hmm. Occasionally breaking through a uh, a very fake brick wall. <laughs> can I, I don't think... Can I break through the brick wall this week? We, we, we don't want to stack up the bricks again, George. Mm-hmm. All right, well... We're so tired. <laughs> it's the 50s, man. We're all being accused of being communists. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's a bad time. Ugh. We can't even talk about the red sun that you come from because they think it's communist. Red, eh? Get out mm. of here. And meanwhile, little Mark Millar is taking notes. Ooh, red sun. Ah. I get it. I could turn this into a thing someday. <laughs> uh, all right. But first, before we even talk about the Jimmy Olsen episode, mm-hmm. why don't you tell us about In Brightest Day, dot, well, dot, dot. Well, speaking of uh, your boy Jimmy Olsen, ah, uh, yes. he... He's having lunch with his pal, Kyle Rayner, a hopeful comic artist who works for the Daily Planet. When they're both attacked by a knife-wielding Guy Gardner, and Kyle feels the need to defend Jimmy's camera from possible pawning. <laughs> After handily kicking the red-headed rapscallion's ass, he returns to his boring job of drawing soap ads and being pissed off that Marmaduke is still being published. Well been there, Kyle. Meanwhile, in space, a sentence I never get tired of writing... A badly damaged ship makes its way towards Earth, almost destroying one of our many space shuttles, which puts Superman on the case. The ship in question belongs to dying Green Lantern Abin Sur, who is desperately trying not to be murdered by his former colleague Sinestro, an alien whose name roughly translates to he can be tr- he who can be trusted implicitly. <laughs> Abin Sur sends his magic, r- his magic ring out to find a worthy host, and it stumbles upon Kyle Rayner trying to drop a deuce. With a flash of green energy, the ring transforms Kyle into... Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern of Sector 2814. How embarrassing <laughs> for him. Meanwhile, Superman investigates the crashed ship and finds Abin Sur. Abin Sur begs Superman to find and help Kyle wherever he is, and then he ascends to Christian Heaven, the fate of all Green Lanterns who die in battle. And then Sinestro shows up, and he and Superman begin the ancient tradition of beating the shit out of each other. Back in Metropolis, Kyle is figuring out his powers as Green Lantern, which mostly involved making green shit out of energy. I can see why this character got so popular. Back at wherever... A sentence which delighted me. Uh, Sinestro fucks off and Superman gets gets a previously on from the Green Lantern's bosses, the Guardians of the Galaxy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Guardians of the Universe. Don't know how I could have made that mistake. So apparently the Green Lanterns are space cops who patrol various sectors of the universe. And Sinestro is a fascist asshole who took his space copping too far. So they took his ring away, but now he wants it back. And he'll murder Kyle to get it. Shouldn't you be telling Kyle all of this? Asked Superman. Say the Green, Say the Guardians. Bunch of assholes. Back in Metropolis, Sinestro has tracked Kyle down, and then they fight a whole bunch, and then Superman shows up to provide exposition dump for Kyle, after which they both kick Sinestro's red ass. 
with that dipshit in space prison, Kyle finally meets the Guardians who tell him that he has a special a special destiny, Hal Jordan's, and then he ha- that he has a great future ahead of him, which is a lie because he will be instantly replaced by Jon Stewart. No, no, not the one from The Daily Show. You know, on the Patreon, I recently mentioned that uh, Frank Miller's version of Clark Kent looked a bit like uh, Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. and now I want the entire like um, mid-00s cast of The Daily Show to be the Justice League. Oh, yes. Absolutely. That would be so good. <sighs> um, Sorry, I'm trying to think of who Steve Carell would be. <laughs> uh, Probably The Flash. Yeah, that checks out, actually. Mm-hmm. Um... So this has happened almost exclusively. It has exclusively on the Patreon mm-hmm. so far. We have seen the Green Lantern origin story play out a number of times yep. already. Yep. To the point that I'm a little sick of it, actually. Mm-hmm. But that's not this show's fault because technically, canonically, this is the first time we've yes. seen it. I, something I've noticed, and we've probably talked about this before, mm-hmm. about you, mm-hmm. because you're so attached to these characters and the comics, you have a... I don't want to say you get mad about it, mm. but you definitely are more invested in the way things are supposed to be and sort of the 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 uh, the, the the canon like version of things than yeah, that you were che- when we covered Star Trek. That checks out. Like the fact that what they did was they said, "Okay, Green Lantern in the comics mm-hmm. is currently Kyle Rayner, so we're going to make him that." Yep. But this is the classic origin story, so we're going to make it a bit Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. Seems to really bug you. Yeah, it does. I don't know why. Like, but uh, you're not wrong. And and look, this is this is a discussion point for me. I'm not trying to say you're wrong to think that. I'm just <laughs> saying it's it's an interesting thing to talk mm-hmm. about. No, you're not wrong. Um, but, I don't know. I don't know why it irritates me, but it always does. Does it bother you? Because I mean, the Marvel movies, which are sort of the other major mm-hmm. example of a large universe that adapted comic stuff, mm-hmm. has definitely taken lots of liberties with the original source. Oh material. yeah. Does it bother you when they do it? No, I don't know why it's just this. Okay. But it absolutely is. I think it might just be because it's it's so close to the comics. Well, and they they respect them. They they absolutely do. And so it's like the little shit sticks out to me more. Most of the time when they make changes like that, I understand why mm-hmm. at least. Like sometimes they seem arbitrary, but mostly like 90% of the time I it's like, okay. Like in this case, they probably like the Hal story cuz that's the one everyone knows. It's pretty simple. I you mean, can tell it in half an hour, but also, I, like, Kyle is the guy in the comics, and you yeah. don't want to screw the brand up. You well, know, I get it. The thing is, Kyle's origin doesn't work without Hal, basically. Right. Because the only reason I, he I, exists is because Hal went crazy and killed everybody. Well, and this is as good a time as any to talk about why I don't like Kyle. Mm-hmm. It's it's little to do with Kyle. Sure. There was a period in comics when, comic, and I'm talking Marvel and DC, mm-hmm. decided... Every single superhero you like, mm-hmm. all of them, uh, that's not who they are anymore. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man hasn't been Spider-Man this whole time. He was the clone. Mm-hmm. This other guy is Spider-Man. Uh, Batman got his back broken, so now someone else is Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman's dead. Uh, Green Lantern is dead, and now there's just some kid. Yep. Like, it, it re- like any one of these individually could have been okay, mm-hmm. but it all at once just, like... Every character I had any kind of attachment to just went away. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, like, that was the trend at the time. Like, I know. Superman died and it made and it sold a million issues. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, we got to replicate all of this. Um, let's just do it again with everybody. Yeah. Let's do life changing things with every superhero mm-hmm. and they'll all be terrible. Yeah. And most of the time it just didn't work, you know? 
whereas the timing of Kyle for people sort of of your age mm. is I'm just getting into comics. This is the Green Lantern everyone's been talking about. Yep. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. But for me, it was, and we talked about how I like Hal Jordan, and you didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, fucking um, uh, Emerald Dawn. And you're like, all right, okay, yep. that's pretty good. And that's mostly what I knew him from, that and appearances in other books, mm -hmm. but like in other people's books. I didn't read his title. But sure. um, it, Kyle just felt like that very sort of edgy 90s kid in that safe, edgy way. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, he rides skateboard and he draws comics. And it also felt sort of like, comics writing about it's like when writers write about writers yeah it's like, but okay shut up part of that was not a lot of people were doing that back then um it, it still bugs me and the other thing was what i liked about him being an artist was it meant like he was doing stuff that hal never did you know like he was making oh, yeah, like, they, weird, they, like big weird robots and like yeah the ring form was like weird comic shit that he would think of which is that that was clever i'll yeah, give him that i i remember when like i read some interview in wizard back when i was reading wizard uh-huh uh the uh the comic book magazine where mm -hmm. they were like one of the things we're going to do we want to do with kyle is since he's an artist he never does the same uh the same uh construct <laughs> mm -hmm. uh twice so like you're not just going to get like a lot of boxing gloves I snicker at that, not because it's a bad idea, but because of the poor artist who mm -hmm. has to draw a different thing every single time. The first year, that's great, but mm -hmm. five years in, is like, oh my god. Oh, yeah, Christ, and then stop. Kyle stuck around for like 20 years. Can't I draw a boxing glove? That's real easy. It's just a round thing with a little round thumb. No, that's, no that's boxing gloves. Uh, we also retired the boxing glove arrow over at Green Arrow. Oh, I mean... Look, that is a very sort of like 40s Looney Tunes prop. I get it. But, I uh, mean, look, we all get the appeal of being able to punch a guy from way over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's update that stale stuff a little. And look, looking back, I realize why people don't like like uh, Hal. I mm. get it. But Kyle, and this episode, like I'm talking about this version mm. of Kyle now. They do a great job at the beginning of establishing his sort of hero credentials. Yeah. They did, like like you said, uh, Jimmy gets threatened by a guy who looks very much like Guy Gardner, and I think that must have been deliberate. I'm sure it was. Um, who, by the way, my favorite Green Lantern. Mine I too. Said. Yes. We we have very, very different opinions on Green Lantern, until, but we all we come back to the same place at the end. Yeah, he's great. He's an asshole. He's the worst. He's just a he's huge asshole. With the worst costume, would you say also? I I love I love his costume is oh, bad, I love but it. I love it. No, the I giant mean, boots. What the fuck? I mean, in that very distinctive eighties, mm -hmm. this is great. But if you line them all up, it's like ugh. Yeah, and he's got he's got the bowl cut. Like, yeah, the choices that were made for this character. I mean, I had that same hair color and haircut when I was little. Uh. So, but I also wasn't a grown man trying to be taken seriously either. <laughs> I was eight. Um, where was I going with? Oh, so they did a good job of establishing that Kyle was was heroic, mm -hmm. but I didn't get the sense of why the ring chose him beyond that. Yeah, like I was waiting for this, like because the guardians even like when he's like, "But why me?" and they're like, "I don't know." The ring chose you, yeah. and he says, "Why?" and they just kind of shrug, mm -hmm. and it's like what, the willpower thing. You've already got an yeah. explanation. Just give, and they they don't. Like, tell him he's special, mm -hmm. damn it. This is important. The ring chose him of, out of five billion people, he was the one. Tell him why. Mm -hmm. One of the things I, I like- feel good for a minute. One of the things I like about Kyle from the comics is, like, 
since he's the last Green Lantern, he literally gets picked because there's a guardian hanging out in an alley behind the bar that he that he's yeah, at. Yeah, I was still reading it at that point. <clears throat> I remember that moment where he's like, oh, shit, human, human, you'll do. Uh, yeah, um, fuck, I got to do this, like, right now, and then I get the fuck out of here, because otherwise Hal Jordan's going to murder me or something. Uh, uh-huh. You want a Green Lantern ring, kid? Sc- excuse mm. me? Mm-hmm. Good job, Ganthet. <laughs> I remember that one. Uh-huh. Hey, buddy. Actually- Actually, I remember that one because there was a one-off called uh, Ganthet's Tale that I really liked. I remember that, I think, yeah. I think Larry Niven, one of my uh, favorite sci-fi writers. Yes. I think the art in that one was super good, too. Like, they got, like... Yes, it uh, was. Yeah. Good good writer, good uh, good art. Yeah. Just a uh, good story, but also very brief. I'm going to look that... I'm going to look this up after we finish today. <clears throat> it wasn't, like, a, a like OGN length. I think it was just, like, a single issue yeah. length. It was good, but it was very brief. Mm-hmm. Um, But Kyle getting the ring... This kind of ties into my bad thing. Kyle just finds a piece of jewelry on a men's room floor and puts it right on his finger. <laughs> he sure does. I will give him credit. He looks around to make sure no one, like, this doesn't belong to anyone. He do, He's not stealing it. That's not the issue. The issue is it's on the men's room uh-huh. floor and you just stuck it on your hand without even washing it off yep. first. <laughs> then he immediately runs into Perry White, who barks some orders at him. And look, I'm happy to see Perry White. I've said before he should be around a little more. He has a whole conversation with him that leaves the men's room without washing his hands. Mm-hmm. This is usually more Maggie's shtick than mine, this pointing out gross things, mm-hmm. but uh, gross. Well, the human body is a horrible disaster. I don't know if you know that or not. I mean, that explains so much about uh, what you've gone through recently. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, I, that's it's... why that is. Oh, yeah. I have, like, this whole dysmorphia, so... Uh, oh. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, Kyle, seriously, he's in the bathroom. He just comes out of the stall and there's a toilet flushing sound effect in case you're you're not abundantly mm-hmm. clear. It's not like old timey bathrooms in movies where toilets don't exist. Yeah. Like, no, he's pooping. And he just picks this thing up off mm-hmm. the ground. Ooh. <laughs> and even putting aside that it's unsanitary, mm-hmm. if you found a piece of jewelry and it, 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 let's, for whatever reason you you were assured that it was clean, mm-hmm. let's put that aside. Would you just put it on? That feels weird. I mean, no. Yeah. I, here, here's the thing that you don't know, is that uh, everyone who works at the Daily Planet is the lowest lane of whatever their job is, so they have one of the best janitors on the planet, keeping ah. that bathroom clean. On the Daily Planet. Mm-hmm. I I mean, okay, but even, like I said, even putting the cleanliness issue aside, you don't just put on, like, if you found a shirt, mm-hmm. even if it was in a package and you knew it was brand new and it was fine. You probably wouldn't just put the shirt on. Ooh, free toilet shirt. <laughs> it just feels <laughs> like, what are you doing, Kyle? Like, the just... thing smacks him in the head, which I kind of like. That liked, was very funny. What it should have then done is just sort of flown right onto his finger mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, it attaches to him rather than him doing it himself. I mean, like, you don't put, like, take it to the lost and found, you dick. Yeah. Then he puts it on and he can't get it off. He's like, well, I guess this is me now. Mm-hmm. How's your day, Kyle? Well, well, I got married to the bathroom, so. <laughs> Free toilet ring. My day's looking up. <laughs> I mean, my boss yelled at me immediately afterwards, but uh, no. even that couldn't overshadow free toilet ring. You gotta take the good with the bad. Rainer, what are also, you doing in here? Taking a uh, shit? Uh, what do you think I'm doing in here? <laughs> get back There's... to work. So, also, uh-huh. I wasn't even going to mention this, but 
So the space shuttle crashes. Mm-hmm. They're going to run the story the next day, obviously. Yeah. He wants drawings of the space shuttle for the front page. Like, okay, if you put up schematics to show, like, what went wrong mm-hmm. or whatever, you get those right from NASA or, yeah. I guess, Star Labs or, where you know, wherever runs that in this universe. But getting your on-staff artist to draw it fresh seems weird. Weird, yeah. Either a photo or a professional already made technical drawing, but not a not a fresh cartoon. Draw some pictures of what you think the shuttle might look like. <laughs> and, and, and what he'd be drawing it from is TV, mm-hmm. which everyone will have seen anyway. <laughs> I want you to draw a picture of the space of the craft space shuttle, and then I want you to write the deficit on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't go on the front page. There's a whole page for that heavy-handed bullshit. <laughs> How some aliens gathered around it that have Congress written on them. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them has to be like a pig, but he's dressed up like a like a fancy rich guy. Yep. Like in a top hat. Mm-hmm. 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 They're sticking at those fat cats in Washington. <laughs> yeah. And I'd say put Lex Luthor in there, but I don't think that guy exists anymore. Mm-hmm. I think something Superman did in the last 10 weeks must have changed the timeline, and Lex just doesn't, like, doesn't exist anymore. I left. <laughs> I got I real bored, and I left. I mean, Lois is doing the same. Mm-hmm. Whatever her um, video game idol animation is, you know, tapping her foot, checking her watch. Yep. <laughs> oh, that delighted me, anything? actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, What was your bad thing? Uh, let's see. This had the weird feeling of being a backdoor pilot for a Green Lantern show that never actually got off the ground. But it also has the weird thing of having to have Superman around. So, like, there's not enough time given to Kyle as a new Green Lantern, but there's also not enough time given to Superman as the guy whose show this is. Like, yep. also the fact that it's Superman, of all people, who gets the Green Lantern info dump is a really weird choice. Now, I don't agree. I don't disagree with anything you said. Mm-hmm. But actually, this ties into my good thing. Mm. And it's not It's not a, you're wrong. It's a, that's true. But there is a bright side to it. I like the idea of Superman being your go-to guy to help baby superheroes. Mm-hmm. Like... It's weird that the Guardians don't find a way to reach out to Kyle themselves or maybe send somebody to assist. Like, there's a whole cast of characters ready to go. Yeah, they show us a bunch of them, you know? Like, hey, that's Kilowog. Go help Kyle. Kilowog, in particular, is (laughs) the guy who trains the new guys. That's his whole point. Um, But, okay, if it has to be this way, like, for story reasons, whatever, I don't know. Um, I like that the Guardians, first of all, they know exactly who Superman is. Mm They're like, oh, it's the Kryptonium. Sup, Superman? Yeah, like, I like cool. that. And therefore, they trust him as the logical choice to teach Kyle how to be a basic superhero yeah. on Earth and to, like, give him, you know, prop him up, give him a little encouragement. Like, that part. And they don't deal with that in Justice League very much. They sort of just jump to them being a team, and that's fine. Yeah. But the idea that Superman was sort of the first great hero. Like, there's Batman, but Batman's an asshole. Yeah, but, Batman like, doesn't Superman's, want to talk to any of these guys. Superman's sort of the first, like... Wants to be your big brother. Like, we saw it a little bit with Steel. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, if you're capable, if you're not just some dummy, if you actually know what you're doing, I welcome the help. Yeah. You're great. Thank you. It's such a nice and, change from, this is my city, get out, you know? Yeah. I mean, Batman fires guys that he he himself recruited in the first yeah. place. Much less people, you know, volunteering to help. Yeah. No, I, I, I love, okay, if you're good at this, I'm happy to have you aboard, you know? Yeah. And obviously, you have this, this, uh, this, this thing from like a much greater source than than here mm-hmm. helping you out. So of course you're you know, you're legit. Yeah. 
this is much better than a robot suit somebody built in his garage. This is a fucking Green Lantern ring. Like, and look, th- no disrespect to Steel. That guy's that guy's great. But uh, this is kind of next level from that. Mm-hmm. Is all I'm saying. And uh, like I like I like that idea. I like they should have done more with that. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, okay, we have a new superhero. We're stretched thin for whatever reason, and they could have they could have addressed that mm-hmm. a little better. Like I said, well, Earth has that Kal El guy. I bet he would help us yeah. out. But they didn't do that. They're just, they're, they're just like, uh, hmm. You're on your own, I guess. Yeah. It, it just, it, it very much feels like we, well, we gotta, we gotta tell this kid all this stuff that he needs to know. But we don't actually want to talk to him. He seems yeah, like a well, real nerd. Yeah, Superman, I, I'm, go talk to the nerd. Uh huh. Like, Superman, you spend about half of your time cosplaying as a nerd. You know these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you ta- look? We see everything. Okay. <laughs> it's. Your secret is safe with us because we don't care. Superman, go go ask Kyle if he likes us. <laughs> Here, in fact, give him this note with the check boxes on it. The Guardians of the Universe wanted me to give you this. Who the hell are the Guardians of the Universe? I was like, guess who likes you? Is this is this connected in any way to my toilet ring? <laughs> or are these just two unrelated strange things that happen in the same day? Yeah, I'm f- I'm flattered, but I. But I'm in a committed relationship in the bathroom. <laughs> Wait, the fourth floor men's room? <laughs> we got married today. Maggie, oh. I don't think you know how marriage works. <laughs> Which is odd because you've been married for a number of years. Uh-huh, it's worked out so far. I mean, it has. Mm-hmm. Seem very happily yeah. married. <laughs> um, you actually, your good thing though is is Kyle and his uh, like his relationship. I love not not with the bathroom. No. <laughs> As beautiful as that is. Yes, um, we don't want to sully that in any way. I love Kyle as a staff artist for the planet. Like, I really like the the them making him a friend of Jimmy's. Like, I like seeing well, the two of them together, you know? One, it's a good way to bring him into this to this group of characters. Yeah, we don't have to go Instead to, like, of, Coast City or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, he's, he's not some... He's not some unrelated artist. Artists do work for newspapers. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the capacity like we talked about. Maybe not like this, but they, they do exist. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the fact that he's kind of young and, you know, a hip young parson mm-hmm. who drinks his yogurt through a tube, mm-hmm. of course he'd be friends with Jimmy. Yeah. And I like that a lot. I would have liked more of that sort of, like, you know. I think we, I mean, the whole first act was them hanging out. Like, I, I feel like they did an okay mm-hmm. job of establishing who he was and and all that. And I feel like if, if he'd been a continuing character, he would have spent more time with Jimmy. Yeah, that would have been nice. But, I mean, it's like I said, you know, we, I don't think we ever see Kyle again. No, like, we don't. It, well, uh, Jr. actually clarified this for us because I thought he just sort of disappeared mm-hmm. when John Stewart takes over. But apparently, he becomes like a reserve. Like when the when the core shows up, Kyle's sort of in the background oh, with the rest yeah. of them. He's, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I because when they do Justice League, they're like, oh shit, no characters of color. Uh, we need to fix this. Okay, well, oh, yeah. there's a Black Green Lantern. Let's use him. Mm-hmm. Well, John is so I, good too. So it's like you know, I'll take it. Well. And we've talked a little about this, but you guys, uh, you and Amanda, at least, and I think a couple of other of your friends joked about how he was the worst Green Lantern. Yep. And then that show came on and you're like, oh, whoops, yeah. never mind. I, I, I have definitely come around on uh, on John in the last uh, in the last 15 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he was he was fantastic on that show. And um, like uh, just a, they really think out like the core Justice League, mm-hmm. like they're they're different personalities and they're different natures. Like he's a. He's a former Marine, yep. so he's kind of like 
just sort of direct and and blunt, but at the same time, I think he's like a former architect or engineer or something like that. So his his ring stuff is more sort of precise. Yeah. Like it's got the arts thing, but it doesn't have an art thing. Like it's creative so much as it is like just methodical and well thought out, the, which is another good take. The thing I really like from the comics is that like they talk about how because he's an architect, he builds all of his constructs like they're real. Yeah. Like he doesn't just make like a floating boxing glove. Like he makes like like if it's like an arm or something that has all the mechanics that make that arm. Yeah, work. it has to have a support structure yeah. so that it would work in f- actual physics and that's not necessary, but he's a nerd. It's really cool to me though. Yeah. Also his and, design by the time uh unlimited or J- what is it? Justice League Unlimited. JLU. JLU, yeah. yeah. By the time JLU comes around it's very cool to me. Well, the fact that he's the big, bald, imposing black dude with a goatee, and he's a builder. Mm-hmm. He's he's just Captain Cisco. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons I think we like but him so he's much. He's also I really love the um the the green eyes they give him. Yes, they've got like sort of a like the whole eye is kind of green, which I love. Yeah, yeah. Like the ring has given him this like it's probably a little unpleasant and it's probably a little sinister, mm-hmm. but you know, speaking of sinister, <laughs> <laughs> ah, um. So I think this guy popped up before. I feel like maybe when Tilo was on, if not at some point recently, Ted Levine, mm-hmm. Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs, yep. uh, is who played Sinestro. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you picked up on this, but he was very clearly doing a Vincent Price impression. He surely was. I'll get you, Green Lantern. I'm going to put a stop to Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going in to kill my wife in the house on Haunted Hill. Mm, then I'm going to bite Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Yeah. I've been looking for an excuse to bite Kermit the Frog for years. Mm-hmm. I hate everything green. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I do not care for his uh for his costume in this. Eh, I have no opinion. Fair enough. Um what else? I'm looking at my notes here. Like, that's about all I have, apart from... I wasn't real clear on why the Yellow Ring just instantly overpowered Superman like it was nothing. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they just do not... It just doesn't get talked about. No, and I don't need a... Like, there's definitely a lot of exposition in this. I didn't need more of that, Mm -hmm. but... It feels like Superman... Like, I like... I've said this a million times. I like that they depower him a little on this show. Yeah. But... I don't know. He's still Superman. Like... Feels like he's got a fighting chance against this. Like, mm. yeah, he should be on the ropes, which is why Kyle's got to help him. Yeah. But <sighs> he's just there instantly. Like, he never, he never even has a chance. Yeah. Which is weird. Uh, uh, what else? I don't know. Like, that's about I all. Think that's I everything have. I got. You got a quote? I do got a quote. What do you got? Uh, good question. <laughs> This oh, is why we write it down in a document. Uh, this is uh, this is Kyle and Sinestro talking. I actually really like this from uh, Sinestro. Wait, don't you want to talk first? You know, banter back and forth to show me your innate superiority. No. Mm. See, I did not like that. Was one of the oh, I get it. Kyle's like sort of the edgy, self-aware, like mm-hmm. hey, gang. But I like Sinestro's no. Yeah, no, that was good. Are uh, we gonna fight? For, aren't we gonna chat and stuff? I used to read Spider-Man comics. Mm-hmm. No. Everyone says you're the guy. I want to be the guy, too. <laughs> no way. You're just a kid. Maybe when you're older. <laughs> All right. Anything Love else? Vincent Price sounding villain. <laughs> Ugh. 
I know you do. My son's back. I think the weirdest thing, I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that because that <laughs> ruins Sarek for me. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> weirdest thing for me is I think in the 40s when mm-hmm. Vincent Price first became, you know, like a, a prominent like movie actor, um, he was a big beefy guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He wasn't the creepy, pervy old man. He was like the, the sort of like he played football in high school or something. Mm-hmm. Like he was the hunky love interest. What's that? Vincent Price playing uh, football in high school. The thing is, when you see him in, like I say, in the 40s, mm-hmm. he he's like broad-shouldered, barrel-chested. Oh, yeah. Like he's a big guy. Like, well, And he's he, tall, too. Like, Yeah. And in whatever movie we saw him in first, he did a southern accent, which sort of <laughs> added to the weirdness. But, um, yeah, he's like the big, beefy, like... Um, uh, Amanda and I always call him the uh, the meat face, the meat face boyfriend. <laughs> who you got like your handsome Cary Grant type, who's the real love interest, sure. And then you got the meat face that the that the leading lady stuck with, mm-hmm. and he was the meat face. <laughs> Big slab of beef, which I never would have expected from Vincent Price. Vincent frickin' Price. Yeah, but there you go. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, that's everything I got. Want to tell right, us about me... Superman's pal? I shall. I am Al. Uh. <laughs> Desperate to regain her leading lady status, Lois Lane takes an intern under her wing in hope of, I don't know, helping her yell at the animators until they start drawing her into more scenes again. The intern in question is Tina, and let's be honest, she's very much the sort of person I was into in the late 90s. Which is to say, she has a lot of piercings. Look, that was still a relatively fringe thing to do at this point. It wasn't something you saw on every Hot Topic goth mom. Note to Hot Topic goth moms, this is not the insult it appears to be, and I love you. (laughs) This is all to say that an awkward little redhead has a crush on Tina, only since I'm not a character in this show, I have to settle for a cartoon avatar in Jimmy Damn Wiener Kid Olsen, who at this very moment is watching an OJ-style car chase out the window of the Daily Planet and thinking, sure, people are already watching this on live television, but what they really want is a single static image of it tomorrow. (laughs) So he rushes in with his camera just in time to witness Angela Newshound Chen barking orders at her Arnie in the Sky news chopper pilot and causing a horrible mid-air collision with another helicopter, which isn't quite as mathematically improbable as Abin Sur's ship just happening to fall right where the space shuttle was, but it's pretty close. Naturally, Superman whooshes in to save the day, but Jimmy's no slouch in this department either. Why, there he is grabbing up an injured man, shaking him about and shouting, Come on, wake up! That paramedic training is really coming in handy. (laughs) Superman inexplicably thanks Jimmy for creating a new paralysis victim and flies off. Angela, miraculously unscathed from the recent helicopter crash that she caused, witnesses this exchange and, still desperate to show that she knows even one thing about (laughs) Superman, demands an interview from Jimmy. Jimmy refuses, but still gives her enough footage that Angela can throw together one of those her sweet can edits that ruined Homer Simpson's reputation for about 22 minutes. So now everyone in Metropolis thinks that Jimmy and Superman are going steady and Jimmy's wearing Superman's pin and they've gotten to at least second base. This leads to a number of changes in Jimmy's life. Now he's pelted with free bagels in the lobby of the Daily Planet. He's harassed by used car salesmen at the movies, and he's swarmed by screeching Beatlemania-type girls in the street. Look, I get that everyone wants to fuck Superman. I really do. Okay, this is a kid's show, and I'm willing to concede that everyone wants to kiss Superman. Regardless, I get it. I'm just not sure how this translates to some mullet kid getting all this attention because he says he kind of knows the guy everyone wants to kiss in an eight-second piece on the evening news. Though I do now wonder if Professor Hamilton has the occasional pair of panties thrown at him for the same reasons. 
Which is a delightful mental image because he wouldn't know what to make of that at all. <laughs> anyway, the transitive power of fuckability means that Tina is now interested in Jimmy. So they go out for a free meal on the town and then she takes him back to her place. Which is a junkyard. Where Metallo lives. Oh, it's a trap. That makes more sense. See, Metallo and Tina are dating, even though Angela Chen hasn't mentioned this on television at all. <laughs> and the plan was to send Tina to the Daily Planet to lure Lois to said junkyard, who would then, in turn, lure Superman to same. But since Jimmy's apparently a larger presence on this show than old what's-her-name, uh, Tina switched up the scheme. Meanwhile, I'm not clear on why they're bothering with any of this, since Metallo's next step is just get Superman in the same place as I am so I can throw some kryptonite beams on his ass. Like, every single time he fights Superman. You could just as easily go rob a bank or smash a bridge or something, and he'd show up just the same. You don't need this whole junkyard deal. But this works, too. And Metallo gets Superman on the ropes and his deadly, with his deadly kryptonite ray for about the 800th time. Then Jimmy throws some convenient acid from a car battery on Metallo like he's a gangster from a 40s Batman story, and that does the trick. Man, time was the only way to stop Metallo was to sink him in the ocean or seal him inside a volcano. Now all it takes is some dope throwing garbage at him. <laughs> then Superman gives Jimmy his pin, just like in that hack job story from Angela Chen. It's all coming true. Okay, so it's less of a pin and more of a nifty little watch that can summon Superman with a little z z z sound effect, because it's nearly the end of the series, and that's a thing we all know about Superman that hasn't happened yet. Now, if only we could find Superman some kind of a love interest before this all wraps up. But who would that even be? I guess they could bring back Lana Lang. Mm. Oh, yeah, someone whose name starts with L. That's a good idea. Yeah, she's a very popular character on this show, you know. I mean, I like her. Mm -hmm. I like her, too. But, uh, God, Jesus Christ. We're almost done. We could bring in Lori Lamaris. <laughs> well, next week, I believe we have the Aquaman episode, so that'd be the place to bring in the mermaid girlfriend. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Once again... Uh, Angela Chen's terrible TV show <laughs> rears its head, and I love it so much. Yeah, I, is it like a current affair, you think? Like one of those like shocking expose shows? Or... I guess. I just love that she literally has a TV show that has a Superman segment, and she doesn't know anything about Superman still. No. It's yeah. been three years. She doesn't have a research team. She doesn't, like, it's, it's insane. It's so funny to me, and it keeps getting funnier every time it shows up. Well, we talked about this before, and this is more headcanon than anything. I like the implied uh, rivalry between mm -hmm. her and Lois. Because it's also, like, they might not like each other personally, but it's also sort of a print versus broadcast thing. Sure. Where she's like, I'm on TV, honey. Nobody gives a fuck about newspapers. But, like, the thing I, I, the thing I like about that, though, is that, like, Lois doesn't know who she is. Yeah, I like, know. It's like, that, she sees her on TV, but she doesn't, yeah, other than that. It's that Kirk and Khan thing where it's like, I thought about you every day for 20 years and you didn't think about me once. I had to go back through my logs to remember who you were. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> oh, right. The guy who was fatigued all the time. <laughs> He's so tired. Uh-huh. I uh. grow fatigued. Mm-hmm. I, okay, this time, your good thing and my bad thing are connected. Mm-hmm. In an I disagree with you way, but uh, go into your good thing and we'll talk about it. Uh, I like digging into Jimmy in this one, a character who I've always been quite fond of, but like who's definitely a third stringer on this show that features mm -hmm. Lois Lane and a bunch of superheroes that I like. Mm -hmm. uh, having Jimmy have to deal with the good and the bad that comes from knowing Superman, that's a good hook for an episode. Mm, I disagree. All right. This feels like a very stock standard 90s cartoon story to me. Mm -hmm. Like the kid's sidekick gets carried away with the fame of being associated with the hero. It's it's a very sort of kids show plot, which this show is usually better than. Eh. 
You know what I'm saying? Like there's oh, there no, I definitely get it. plots like that in in much lesser shows. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoyed it. Like I like Jimmy, I, you know? I wanted to enjoy it cuz I also like Jimmy, but um no less than Bruce Tim himself. Mhm said that this was one of the worst episodes, not only of this series, but of the entire DC animated universe. Uh, well, I will say this. Uh, it's got some uh, dog shit animation. I didn't notice that. I this, I, I, I believe you. But. This looks, this is easily the worst that this show has looked up to this point. Like, huh. It well, give often, me some examples, because I don't know that I, I mean, I, I have said this many times before. I watch, but I listen way more than I watch. There so you, are, you there are sh- the, one that, the one that stood out to me the most, and there's a bunch, but the mm-hmm. one that stood out to me the most was uh, the girls chasing Jimmy down the mm-hmm. street looked like they got here from Jim. Okay. And there's also the weird uh, Superman flies by Lois and blows her skirt up shot. Yeah, but that's not bad animation. That's just a... Like a kind of a hacky idea no, no. for a bit. No, no, it's a hacky th- idea for a bit. It also looks bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't notice it looking particularly bad. I just thought it was very like you know, okay. Mm-hmm. No, it just it 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 looks so crappy to me. Huh. Yeah. All right. I mean, like I said, I I I probably should watch visually more, but because I'm taking so many notes, sure. And- thinking of my summary and jokes and all that like mm. i'm paying more attention to the plot and the voice acting and stuff and thankfully you're more visually oriented person so we kind of got it both covered but uh i don't always notice the visual stuff that you do so do you take your i've never asked this and we've worked we've been doing this for 12 years do you take mm-hmm. your notes like on like a tablet or something while you're watching no on i have the like on my on my desktop i usually just have two windows open yeah i do the same thing yeah like when you're here at my house we have to make uh different uh different accommodations mm. but uh typically or or my laptop like i I, sure. I have so many fucking computers <laughs> i don't know why most of them are old it's not like i'm rich or something i just never throw computers away you got that pile of pads next to your desk <laughs> yes exactly um yeah i don't know the setup for this just felt real eh, and like I, I i see what you're saying about mm-hmm. the animation now that you mentioned i i can i can think of a, t- a thing or two yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But again, Ugly. the fact that, that Bruce Tim said, hey, look, this one was not our best effort. Mm. And uh, he then also went out of his way to praise the guy who plays Jimmy because he's like, look, I like this character. Mm-hmm. I like this performer. I wish we'd given him something a little better. Sure. All right. So. Well, I'm glad at least that he knows. Also, there's some shitty nice guy stuff at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Because he's into Tina, which is, look, like I said, look mm-hmm. at her. I get, I get it. it. But, um,. He's like, well, I asked her out twice. Mm-hmm. First time she was polite. Second time she was, you know, less yeah. polite. Okay, that's because you won't back off. Leave it alone, James. Yep. She's not interested. The line, I like metal from her at the beginning, um, is very funny to me. I thought it was cute, but then it was like, oh, because she's dating Metallo. Eh? I just, like, that goes from a very strange line like, I liked it, but I'm like, that's an odd thing to say to anybody, but okay. No, I 100%, like, the, 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 and it was always ladies. I didn't know mm-hmm. any dudes, cool, pierced dudes. I wish I did, but mm-hmm. uh, it was always ladies. If you ask them about their piercings, I, I guarantee at least one of them would have said something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. I like metal. Yeah. Cool. I like it in my face. Mm-hmm. Staple my lips, man. I got a clinky face. Mm-hmm. Good little uh, sound design on that, too, by the way. Yeah. 
because Lois is like they they had to make a point of Lois saying it makes too much noise, so they had to make noise. So she like turns her head and it goes yep. Shing, clink clink. Yep, it's very good. Um, let's see. I yeah, like I said in my summary, like Metallo's really fallen. <laughs> like I thought he was doing okay. Okay, he's hiding out. He's mm-hmm. not bothering with Superman anymore. He's got a girlfriend, so all right. Uh, but no, he's still trying to kill Superman, doing it badly. Yeah, it's turned into his job. Yeah. And he's treating it like his job's... Well, fuck, I have to get up, go grocery shopping, and then I have to go kill Superman. Sorry, baby, we have to stop making out. I've got to clock in. <laughs> That's okay, you only have half lips. Ah, help me find my lips. I left them around, around here somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> Maybe they're in one of Lex's filing cabinets, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still Malcolm McDowell, but also I'm not really trying very hard. Where's my most of a shirt? <laughs> we can get you a new shirt, you know, like... No, it's my brand at this point. I don't like it, but people expect it, you know. I, we grew so attached when I wore it while I walked across the ocean for two years. <laughs> oh, this story again. Uh, it was well, impressive if, the first time, but... Well, if you spend two years at the bottom of an ocean, you tell me how many stories you have. What did you do today, Metallo? Oh, I saw an interesting fish. I didn't even get to see anything interesting when I spent two further years in a volcano. You know what I looked at? Lava and magma. You wouldn't think there's a difference, but I can tell you there is. This magma hangs tight from the ceiling. (laughs) This is a uh, visit to... Metallo and Tina's marriage counseling. Oh, at least they have a cool celebrity couple named Matina. Uh. <laughs> Matina definitely s- sounds like her name when she becomes a robot. Oh, absolutely. Like, if they'd gone to a fifth season, they would have, like, given her Metallo. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she would have gone to LexCorp demanding that they make her like him. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, Matina. I just think it's so nice when couples can do things together. Yeah, look, I had written off Metallo. He's kind of an asshole. He betrayed me, but uh, it's sweet. Yeah, I'll help you. I hate Lex Luthor. Uh, I'm just going to ignore that and help Tina. How rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Metallo's little door fell off. <laughs> I noticed that. Poor guy. That's. I guess that's the easiest way to indicate that he's on hard times. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking funny to me. There's no other no other indication apart from him living in a junkyard. Mm-hmm. Do you know how hard I, it is to find a replacement for your little chest door? I've I been d- digging through all of this, uh, all of these broken cars for the last year. There, there just nothing fits. All I found is fifteen tin cans and Freddy Krueger's skeleton, <laughs> <laughs> which I pissed on. Fuck this guy! Oh no, he came back to life. Mm-hmm. Isn't that how he came back the one time? I believe like that's right. Yeah. Yeah. They pissed on him in the jar. I don't know. I haven't seen four that many times. Yeah, see, those are the ones that I was watching when they got real stupid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That just happened to be when I was of the age that you watched those things. Uh. Um, I did write, uh, he lives in a junkyard now, which is, of course, the natural progression from the bottom of the ocean and the hood. <laughs> Next is space. Uh-huh. <laughs> which this show does a lot, so, uh-huh. you know, look. Now I'm in space. Also, the way he lures Jimmy there is by putting him in a car and crushing it. Yep. Superman's just gonna hear, oh, that's a car being crushed at the junkyard. Nothing weird there. Mm -hmm. Like, what about that is gonna bring Superman? It's not a good plan. 
It's it, not. And again, like I said in my summary, mm-hmm. any any high-profile bad thing you do is going to bring him. Like, there's no advantage to this apart from making it more complicated. I. It feels like he's just he, he's taken this one off and just like, well, well, Tina, what do you think we should do? What if we lured him to a junkyard? All right. Well, the the original plan was Lois, and mm-hmm. maybe. She's like, ugh, you don't still want to kiss her, do you? No, I'm with you now. Yeah. What, really? You're not just going to turn this into a now let's have a threesome thing? I mean, look, if she's into it. <laughs> okay, why don't we have a threesome with this guy? Ew. It's not <laughs> Jimmy, that I'm not into men, it's just him. Jimmy, do you want to have a threesome? Not really. All right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, probably I do. They keep making me a little more of a creep every time I show up. Sorry, we saw you from across the Daily Planet. We really like your vibe. <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, what else indeed? Uh, let's see. Well, one of the, one of the things that, uh, Jimmy, like, in the, in the montage of him being harassed by people, mm-hmm. uh, he goes into a 50s diner with a full-on gourmet cleaver-wielding <laughs> chef in That's it. That's right. And I'm like, what? What? This is... These things don't go to... If you're doing the greasy spoon thing, that's not who works here. No. That's like a... That's like a five-star restaurant chef in his in his full-on dress whites. I have fallen upon the hard times, and I blame Superman for it. I have made this, I you say, malt shop. <laughs> Would you like a soda? <laughs> I will craft the finest hamburger you have ever seen. <laughs> I am Matches Malone. <laughs> Hook up with him, and our celebrity name could be Metallone. <laughs> Matches Metallone. <laughs> uh, that's about all I have. Yeah, this one had the weird, like the car chase thing. Well, that was definitely like I mean I remember mostly the OJ White Bronco mm-hmm. chase, but like there were car chases right, were like were su- they were like a big thing back then, yeah. Yeah, they were. They absolutely were. I feel like it was mostly in L.A., and since mm-hmm. L.A. is, you know, already has a lot of cameras. Yeah. I'm speculating. I don't know. I don't I, know why they were a big deal. I just, I have a, dis- I have a, I have a memory when I was a kid of, like, you'd get home from school and, like, there, oh, another all chase. the TV shows would just be, like, preempted by car chase footage. Well, yeah, because the news was desperately hoping it would end with a fiery crash or a, or a shootout, mm-hmm. like something that would really bring in the. No, the and viewers. it usually just ended when the guy's car ran out of gas and they arrested him. <laughs> Yeah. It's not that interesting. Yeah. It's just the episode itself is like, oh god, another car chase. Uh-huh. And like they're they're saying stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I guess it's like a supervillain or something. No, it's just a it's just a car chase. Yeah. And sometimes it ended up being like legit mentally ill people mm-hmm. who did something, you know, like regrettable and then were trying to get away or whatever. Yeah, like, absolutely. It wasn't, it wasn't even like someone who had just robbed a bank half the time. Yeah. Just someone got pulled over or something. Like, uh, well, mm, yeah, we don't need to go into all that again. Uh, but I think yeah, you seriously. know where, what I'm thinking. Uh-huh. There. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, at the beginning, when all this is happening, Jimmy's like got hearts in his eyes for Tina. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, and she gets to hang out with the famous Lois Lane. Like, so do you? Yeah. You all the time. I know for a fact that you have lunch with her. Like, uh, not only that, not only. Do they have a personal relationship? They also have a professional, like, he's often sent on stories with yeah. her. You guys hang out all the time. You see her at work, you see her outside of work. Mm-hmm. What's your fucking problem, man? Yeah, man. Get your shit together. Also, you don't need celebrities. Yeah. 
anyway, that's about all. That yeah, I that's have. everything I got. Uh, my quote yes. is actually Lois very much uh, speaking my mind on the topic of Lois not being important enough mm-hmm. and <clears throat> saying this. What? Hold it right there. First of all, Superman saved us from Luminous, not the other way around. And second, what am I, chopped liver? Ah, uh, I'm sure Superman likes you too. Which I particularly like because of Clark's line at the end there. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, aw, Lois. Like, I love when Clark manages to get a dig in and say something sort of insulting or condescending to yep. her because it's always her. Mm-hmm. And like every now and then he gets shot back. And this was that was very good. Superman. Actually, I didn't talk about this, this is my good thing, but it's very brief. Mm. Um, I like when he gets a little cocky, like not arrogant, mm-hmm. but just kind of cute. Like when he rescues Jimmy from some dumb thugs and one of them rushes at him with a pipe. That was so good. And he just goes, you've got to be kidding me with this cute little smirk. Really? This is adorable. Like, look, we are well past people shooting guns right at my chest and thinking it's going to hurt me, but you've got a pipe, man. He does the thing, like he throws the the pipe into the sky, and all I can think about is that scene from uh, the MST of of, uh, Jack Frost. Oh, yeah, where they come down in the spring. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Those cudgels will come down next winter, my friend. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Oh. Yep. What a Russo finished disaster. <laughs> you know, Mike, this really is a magical land. <laughs> I hate magical lands. Hey, same. <laughs> um, but also, like, what? It's a lead pipe, so he can't see through it. That doesn't mean it's gonna hurt him. <laughs> You'll never defeat this lead pipe, Superman. I know about your x-ray vision. Um, I'll never see through the lead pipe, okay, to see that it's a pipe. Do do, do you think I can't see the lead? Like, do you think that it's invisible to me? Because even still, you're clearly holding something. I clearly learned from Angela Chen's television show that you could be defeated (laughs) by a common lead pipe. The second the internet catches on, why? Because, like, there's definitely fringe internet by this point, but, like, you know, because I was on it. But uh, when the internet catches on big time, Angela Chen won't even have, like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. once Wikipedia starts, Angela won't even have the three things that she knows. (laughs) Because, like, everyone will be better informed than she is. Yep. (sighs) Oh, my my one final note was I called Tina. Tina's like a monster fucker, Mm -hmm. only not with some dumb old monster. (laughs) Yeah, we call them robot fuckers. I know. I'm into it. Yeah. But not like that one guy we knew who was a robot fucker. That was a little weird. No. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, that's everything I got. Very well. Well, next time, mm-hmm. uh, as I briefly alluded to, I'm 90% sure this is an Aquaman episode. It's called A Fish Story. I'm pretty sure you're correct. Also, I know that there's an Aquaman Superman episode, and we're running out of episodes. Yeah, so. there are, I think, four episodes left, sir, or maybe five. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the other one's called Unity, and I have no idea what yeah. that's called. But uh, what that's about. But our friend Vichelle will be joining Yay. us. Yay. So that's exciting. Looking forward to that guy in a while. Yeah, yeah. And since we have a um, a a answering your emails show coming up, he's also about to draw us a new uh, original cover, which I always enjoy. Uh, But yeah, we are doing that. And if you want to write to us, there is still time. It is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. We very much would like to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are on Twitter. I am at Algar. I'm uh, Maggie Robots. Mm -hmm. And that's all. We'll be back next time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala.
For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2021, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.